football and the big game in Las Vegas. So why is everybody talking about baseball? You are Locked On A's, your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome in. It is another episode of Locked on A's. I'm your host, Wayne Coy, lifetime A's fan and longtime radio dude in the East Bay, where I'm from originally from Oakland, but now living in Lost Wages, Nevada. And, you know, this is a time of year where oh, a lot of people are thinking about Las Vegas. We're going to tell you why it isn't necessarily what you think, though what you would usually think. That's coming up in just a minute. Thank you very much for making Locked On A's your first listen of the day. If you do, that's awesome. If you're an everydayer, we appreciate that, of course. Remember, you can find us pretty much any place you can get a podcast. Go ahead and download us there. If you're watching on YouTube, sorry, I have a face for radio. I know, but, but thanks for being here anyway. And go ahead and leave your comments so that I know you're here every day. That'd be great to know. Just go ahead and do that. Uh, right down below there in the comment section. So we want to jump in and tell you that today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. And right now, FanDuel, with a great offer for you, it's $200 in bonus bets if your first bet wins, and it's only 5 bucks. Okay? I'll tell you more about that coming up. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Okay. So first of all, happy Wednesday. Welcome to it, middle of the week. Uh, it has been, without a doubt, a crazy 36 hours in A's land because, well, we got a lot going on. So let's see. We have a, a lawsuit seeking to stop public funding for the ballpark. We have the A's already hurting so bad that they're offering opening day tickets, buy one, get one free, believe it or not. It's true. And uh, the mayor of Las Vegas says the A's should stay in Oakland. That's what she said. And that's what we're going to start off with. Uh, we'll talk about Carolyn Goodman. She is the mayor of Las Vegas. She was elected back in 2011. If the name's familiar, if you didn't know her, you probably know who her husband was, longtime mayor of Las Vegas. That would be Oscar Goodman. So Oscar was in office. He stayed in from uh, 19, I see, when did he get elected? 99, right? long time ago and he stayed in office until 2011 and then carolyn took over so that's a combined 25 straight years of a goodman as the mayor of las vegas and guess what i think there's another one coming i think their son is going to look at possibly grabbing the office too she's about as vegas as you can get although they are originally from philadelphia she's been here since 1964 graduated from unlv got her degree there and needless to say, when it comes to all things Vegas, she knows a thing or two about a thing or two, if you know what I'm saying. So in uh, the latest episode of the Front Office Sports Today podcast, the quotable Las Vegas Mayor Goodman had this to say about the team's stadium plan. Quote, does not make sense, end quote. 
and that, and that A's ownership should go back to the drawing board and pitch a new plan to the Bay Area. Here's another quote. I personally think that the A's have got to figure out a way to stay in Oakland to make their dream come true, she said. End quote. Regarding the proposed nine-acre postage stamp over there behind the Tropicana that we've talked a lot about, uh, she said that congestion in the area makes that site way less attractive as a local. I'll second that, okay? The mayor and the city do not have jurisdiction over the Strip, however. So just so you know, she's the mayor of Las Vegas. The Strip is actually Paradise, Nevada, which uh, some people were very quick to point out in the last 24 hours or so. So, yeah, uh, Clark County gets the, uh, the jurisdiction, uh, and there are a lot of questions. In fact, according to her, she said, quote again, there are a lot of questions about whether that's going to fit. Uh, Goodman also told Front Office Sports that she believes that the athletics really want to stay in Oakland. They want to be on the water. They have that magnificent dream, and yet they can't get it done. End quote. And then she added, quote, I know this town like the back of my hand. To come here and take down an old hotel and put it right at the heart of the strip and more congestion? I think we have enough congestion right now, end quote. And although Las Vegas did, in fact, take the Raiders, she said the A's belong in Oakland. Quote, I just think there's an appetite in Oakland. I run into people from Oakland all the time. They want to keep the team, and it's just the government up there. It costs money. I love the people from Oakland, and I think they deserve to have their team. End quote. That's the mayor of the city of Las Vegas talking about the potential move to Las Vegas by the A's. Now, after all of those podcast quotes went viral and everybody started reading them, Mayor Goodman hopped onto social media to add a little context to her comments. And she said that she was, quote, excited about the prospect of Major League Baseball in Las Vegas. OK, she didn't back off her statement, though, about Oakland and the A's. In fact, she said that they should try to make their relationship work in a perfect world. That's her words. Jorge Leon, we've had on the show before. He is, of course, a friend of the show, and he's also president of the Oakland 68s, the fan group, best one in the world as far as I'm concerned, told the San Francisco Chronicle that Goodman's comments were positive and said, I think it's a good thing. We're kind of surprised because we're used to politicians saying, come on down to our town. So it is a breath of fresh air, according to Jorge. We've been advocating stopping relocation, and when public money stops... I think relocation stops, end quote. Then, and I'm sure you were holding your breath waiting for this part, as 100% expected, like that, almost as predictable as, as you can ever predict anything in life, the machine kicked into gear. As soon as these quotes got out, the A's chief propagandist, that would be Nick the Slick Acres, who works for the Las Vegas Review-Journal, he quickly wrote an article that uh, was printed and reports the story all about the mayor's comments, but puts most of the emphasis on the, the mayor's clarifications of the comments, which I shared with you just a second ago, that came after the original quotes, okay? Also, surprise, surprise, it includes 
a quote from Nevada Governor Joe Lombardo. As you might recall, he's the guy kind of responsible for getting this whole thing sort of pushed through legislation with a special session. And what did the governor say? Well, he said, quote, it was a little frustrating to see the comments made by the mayor. And honestly, she pulled back her comments and realized what she had said. I think it's important for the people of the state and everybody involved with the A's organization themselves to know that he didn't say to know, but that I'm fully supportive of them relocating here to Las Vegas, and I'm gonna do everything in my power as the governor to make it happen, end quote. So what I can only imagine actually happened is kind of something like this. A, the mayor does the interview, says what she means, speaking from the heart. B, the A's read those comments and then quickly reach out to Major League Baseball, probably Commissioner Rob Manfred, if I was gonna guess, okay? Uh, they, of course, would like to see what the league could do to quickly get in and stop this bad press. I mean, it's Super Bowl week and everybody's in town and they're kind of thinking sports and big game in Vegas. And here you got this huge baseball story coming from the mayor of Las Vegas who says that the team that's coming here ought to just stay where they came from. Okay. See, Manfred gets the governor on the horn and says, please, you got to do something right away. D, the governor does something, calls the mayor, the mayor's office, and says, oh, Carolyn, wasn't that a song? Or was it was, oh, Carol, okay. Uh, please, 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 oh, Carolyn, this could really screw things up for us. Would you mind walking back what you said, please? Do it for baseball, do it for the A's, do it for me, pretty, pretty, please. Now, remember, the, the governor is a Republican, the mayor is a former Democrat, now independent. So I don't know how much political pull that phone call would actually have, but hey, she did it. So E, if you're keeping track, that's where we're up to, E. The mayor says, well, Joe, I, I meant what I said, but I guess I could soften it up for you a little bit. So then she gets her PR team involved, they get busy, and then she goes out there and says, I wanna clear things up, and then proceeds to not really clear anything up at, at all. She pretty much stood by her guns added some nice things about, yeah, it'd be great for Vegas to have baseball. Say anything about the A's. Uh, fine, well, sort of did, right at the very end, okay? But F, the Review Journal, and Mick the Shill do what they do. They get that story in print as fast as they can with, of course, a firm and resolute statement from the governor of the state of Nevada. No comment, by the way, from John Fisher or Dave Cavill or the Oakland A's. Voila, it's spin, it's spun, it's spun spin. But does it matter? That's the question. As far as I'm concerned, the answer is uh, no. Because the people in Nevada, in Las Vegas, and in Oakland, every bit of coverage you've seen so far, even from the national media, says and focuses on mayor says stay in Oakland. So they haven't really been able to polish that turd, if you know what I mean. Okay. Next, Nevada teachers, they're ready to take a swing and shoot one across the bow. That's coming up. But first, I gotta tell you about FanDuel. Yeah, it is a big week. Happy Super Bowl to all of you that celebrate from FanDuel. America's number one sports book, of course. And if you're like me, well, Super Bowl Sunday is kind of a big deal. It's scoring the best seat on the couch. It's grabbing your favorite football snack, Fritos. 
uh, with the particular dip. It would be the sour cream and chive dip. Yeah, I like that. Um, grab your football snacks, of course, and then place some super bets. It's a Super Bowl. So, uh, oh, you know what else I like? I like wings and rings. It's a, it's a combo that once you do it, you'll never want to not do it. It's chicken wings, however you like them, and onion rings. Chicken wings and rings. Try it. And then transition on into the Super Bowl and everything that is the big game. And, of course, FanDuel's got so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two or three. Not only can you uh, bet on who's going to win the game, which is important, uh, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score a touchdown in Super Bowl 58. How many points are going to be scored? So much more. New customers join today and you're going to get $200. That's right. They up the ante. 200 bucks in bonus bets. And all you got to do is make your first bet of $5 or more. And if you win on the money line, then you're going to get that $200 in bonus bets from FanDuel. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. My suggestion, go ahead and sign up today. Maybe bet on an NBA game or something, hockey game. Then you'll know whether or not you got your bonus money ready to roll for the big game. Just a suggestion. Not telling you what to do, but I would like you to check them out. FanDuel.com slash locked on and take advantage of a great deal. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the National Football League. Well, a pack is a pack no matter where it's at. And in this case, it's in the state of Nevada. Yeah, a, uh, a pack that's associated with a state teacher's union has filed a lawsuit which challenges the constitutionality, that's our big word for today, of public funding for a stadium deal that would bring the Oakland A's to Las Vegas. Now, you heard rumblings of this, of course, because we've had the people from schools over stadiums on the show, specifically Alexander Marks, who said, stand by because there's a lawsuit coming. All right. So this is the union's second front, if you will, in opposing the proposed public dollars for the team's relocation. The lawsuit that was filed just Monday by the Nevada State Education Association, Strong Public Schools PAC, notice there's a different name, in Carson City's first judicial court, says that a law passed last year in a special session provides up to $380 million, we know that number, you know it by heart, right? Public money from the taxpayers to construct a baseball stadium in Las Vegas violates the Nevada Constitution in not just one way, but five ways, including a claim that it would constitute an increase in public revenue, but was not passed by the constitutionally required two-thirds of the vote. Uh-oh. Union President Vicki Crydell and former Clark County Commissioner Chris Ginkalini did I say it right? Ginkalani. There's a reason they call her Chris G because her name is like, yeah, I chart. But I think it's Ginkalani. I got it. Anyway, those are the two kind of up in the front of the lawsuit. She's the former head of the NSEA and the county union. Actually ran for governor back in 2018. Clark County Education Association. Okay? That's the cred. The lawsuit, which names Governor Joe Lombardo and Treasurer Zach Conine as the defendants in the second effort by the teachers union to block the public financing for the A's stadium here in Vegas. If you recall, schools over stadiums was the previous 
group, and they still exist, and they're still fighting an appeal on their last decision. They lost that one to a couple of labor leaders who just happened to have ties to the Oakland A's and the Review Journal. I know. Anyway, they won their initial victory in court, and so now Schools Over Stadiums is challenging that uh, appeal with the uh, Supreme Court, and we still don't know what the ruling is going to be. So they're basically fighting their fight on two different fronts with two different names, and the quote is, this litigation continues our work to support public education and oppose the diversion of public money for private or corporate use. Strong schools, sorry, strong public schools, Nevada PAC said that on Monday in their statement. And now attorneys, of course, are going to be arguing that the law also violates the Constitution because, well, because it was tantamount to a local law where a general law could have been made applicable, that the public financing structure of the deal impermissibly results in what is now known as public debt without a way to repay it. And the pledge of taxes for bond repayment requires the state to assume Clark County's debt. That's just another way. Okay, so there's there's like five prongs in the entire lawsuit. So we'll have to wait and see what happens. Uh, of course, anybody following this story knows that the 2024 season is likely going to be the A's last at the Coliseum in Oakland. And guess what? No secret. John Fisher and the team have done everything in their power to alienate their fan base. Most of my A's fans' friends are either on the bubble in terms of being able to support the A's, or they're just already out. I don't really know a whole lot who've said, oh, don't worry about it, I'm good. Doesn't matter where they play. Tim Buck too. I'm a fan. Most of my friends, the people that I've met, whether they're in Vegas or in, in the East Bay, have said they're probably done after this year. Anyway, if you, if you thought this was a lame duck season, you'd be right. And if you thought possibly that attendance that was so bad last year could get worse, you'd be right again. Okay, the one day that the A's historically have done well on, no matter what else is going on, and it kind of goes all the way through Major League Baseball, is opening day, right? It's tradition. Cracker Jacks, Chevrolets, baseball, beer, hot dogs, all of that. Anyway, even last year, with all the BS that was going on, uh, over 26,000 at the Collie to see the A's play the Angels on opening day. I'm going to tell you right now, they're, they're not going to get anywhere near that number this year. You may have heard there's been talk about a full-scale boycott. And I don't mean a reverse boycott like before. I'm talking about an actual boycott, meaning we're not going in to the stadium or attending the game. Doesn't mean we won't show up that day at the stadium. We're just going to stay in the parking lot. We're we're going to tailgate. We're going to cheer. We're going to watch the game on TV, maybe listen to it on the radio and be A's fans. But we're going to do it from the parking lot because we don't want to give you, John Fisher, a single red cent in ticket revenue money for that game. So is it working? I mean, so far it's been talked about. I don't know if it's been made official. Maybe it has. In fact, I think it probably has because I, I saw a graphic today that you know, as soon as you see a graphic, that's when you're like, okay, it's real, right? Anyway, looks like it's going to happen. Has it bothered the A's? Or are they just like, that? Ah, whatever, we're still going to get 30,000 people here. 
I don't think so. And the reason why is because today we got our first indication that maybe, just maybe, something is actually working as it relates to selling tickets to see the A's in 2024. Opening day, the A's have sent out an email today offering, are you ready for this? BOGO, bro. That's right. Buy one, get one free. Tickets for opening day. Has that ever happened before? I don't think so. I don't think there's a precedent, not just in Oakland, but in Major League Baseball for that to happen. Buy one, get one? Okay, I get that like on a you know, Thursday night or Tuesday night, but opening day? That's the one day you can count on making money. People want to come and see your team play on opening day, or do they? You're not selling buy one, get one tickets unless you're having a problem selling tickets. And they are. Mark my words. Hey, we're a week away from actual A's baseball. You know, the stuff that happens on the field. So we got to talk a little bit about that. Spring training 2024. And we will in just a minute. But first, I do have to tell you about something very cool and brand new. It's called Locked on Sports Today. And what is it? Well, it's the very first 365 24-7 streaming network, sports network. Yeah, you can keep up on all the sports, baseball, football, basketball, hockey, from all around the country, the experts that are actually right in market that report and, and share about their team on a daily basis. If a story breaks, they are right there. So you can kind of have your hand on the pulse of everything that's happening sports-wise. Locked on sports today. Very cool. In fact, I'm going to send you over there as soon as this episode is done. So hang on. We'll get you over there in just a minute. I want you to check it out, though. It's pretty cool and Proud to be a part of that. Spring training. Here it comes. Can you believe this? Hard to believe, but it is true. A's pitchers and catchers report in exactly one week. One week. Seven days. February the 14th. And allow me to remind you, by the way, that that is indeed St. Valentine's Day. So just between you and me, as much as you want to break down who the A's closer is going to be this year, don't forget Valentine's Day, okay? There, I did you a solid. You're welcome. Because I know I'm going to get, get to where I need the reminder, too. Anyway, you're welcome. Thanks to the recent additions to the roster, courtesy of the Cross Bay San Francisco Giants, it is now a bit easier to forecast, not the bullpen, but the starting rotation for the A's, at least. So who have we got? Let's see, Paul Blackburn, that was a lock. J.P. Sears, based on last year. Wire to wire, right? So you got those two. Uh, now we have two new Oakland Athletics who immediately are the two highest paid players on the team. More about that in just a second. But yeah, Ross Stripling and Alex Wood, who both had rough years in San Francisco last year, hopefully going to redeem themselves. Uh, Stripling just a couple of years ago put up some great numbers, so I'd like to see that happen. But yeah, they're part of the rotation. So you got the black and orange guys, Ross and Alex. You got J.P. Sears. You got Paul Blackburn. So who else? Well, you might say Ken Waldachuk, but uh, he's going to miss the beginning of the season because he's rehabbing off-season elbow injury. I think it was a, what they call a UCL, right, and a flex tendon. He had both of those worked on back in October. Won't quite be ready to answer the bell. Also on the men, Freddie Tarnock had a hip injury, and of course, Sean Newcomb had a knee issue, and I think surgery there as well. Anyway, if you're wondering about Mason Miller, because that was the first name I thought of, 
then I remembered, oh, yeah, the A's announced Mason is going to be a bullpen piece to begin with. And they're doing that because uh, even though he has amazing stuff, he has been injury prone throughout his entire career. So they're trying to take it easy, put him in the bullpen, see if he can build up some strength without getting hurt there and might even be a contender to be the closer. Certainly has the electrifying stuff to do that. So we'll have to wait and see. So who does that leave? Well, it leaves Joe Boyle, uh, Louis Medina, Kyle Muller, and who am I forgetting? Oh, yeah, Joey Estes, who came up at the end of the year last year. Okay, all of them competing for a spot, maybe two. Okay, five, six, depending on how many people we decide to put in a starting rotation. Kotze probably likes the number five, is my guess. So that would only be one body left to add, assuming that the first four that we mentioned are all there. So here's the issue. It's command with every single name that I just mentioned. In fact, you could even throw Mason Miller in there. Joe Boyle has had a hard time throwing strikes. So has uh, Medina, big time. Kyle Muller as well, and even Joey Estes. All have command issues. So I think this is going to come down to who can prove to the A's in short order that they can throw strikes and do that often. And then you'll find out who the next piece will be. I'm going to tell you right now, I like Joe Boyle. And I told you that last year, as soon as the A's got him from the Reds, I said, this guy's got maybe a shot to be our ace. And I still believe that. And I think that he showed some glimpses of that last year. If you remember, he flirted with a no hitter uh, right before the end of the season. So if he can continue to throw strikes, uh, I do believe, and avoid those control issues, I think he's the uh, missing piece in the bullpen for the A's. Or not in the bullpen, but in the starting rotation for the A's. Sorry, I got, uh, I, got a, I don't know what it is that keeps flying into my face. Anyhow, Vegas flies. So what we're going to do is we're going to watch how this all progresses. But the cool thing is it's only a week away. Can you believe it? Pitchers and catchers reporting. That's usually cause for all kinds of celebration. Here, of course, with the Oakland A's, we're like, yeah, 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 what's going on with the move? I get it. That's why we saved it for last. But anyway, we have to wait and see. One thing I want you to remember, too, is February 24th. It's Fans Fest, a celebration of all things sports in the city of Oakland. So that's the roots. It's the soul. It's, of course, the Oakland A's. And former A's will be on hand to help celebrate that, including Billy North, center fielder for the A's back in their first World Series appearances, 72, 3, and 4. I think he didn't join till 73, though. I think I'm not, not certain about that, but I don't believe Billy North was on the 72 team. Might have been, but I think, I think for, well, I know for sure he was there in 73 and 4. So that'll be cool. Mike Norris, who was a Cy Young candidate, member of the uh, A's Aces early 80s when they were playing Billy Ball. He'll be there. Also, Ben Grieve with his sweet swing. And let's rage, Grant Balfour will be there as well. Along with maybe my favorite XA in the last year or so, Trevor May. And he may. Well, he will be there. So I look forward to seeing you because I'm going to be there too. And I also want to tell you this before we go. I appreciate you. Not gratuitously, I mean, like I really do. The fact that you, uh, you know, took a half an hour of your day and set it aside for us here, that means so much. Thank you for the thumbs up. If you like the channel, that's great. It's how we spread it all around. And, of course, if you subscribe, 
well, then you'll know when we're coming back here with another episode. And big time appreciate that too. All right. Have a good uh, day, night, whenever you're watching this and we'll get together again. You know, it's your team every day. That's what we do at Locked on A's. I'm Wayne Coy. Till next time, you keep on swinging.